Hey everybody, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 112 of Lemon Thing Live, where the patients interview the guests. And today we have a return favorite to the show. You guys know him as that guy in the Discord, <laughs> the 8 centimeter or 8.3 centimeter bilateral femur lengthening patient from up north in Canada. JP, welcome back to the show, man. Good to be back. It's good to be back. I mean, uh... We have a nice community going on in your Discord server, but these videos, they, uh, they're good as well for, you know, new people that don't know about the server and they still have a purpose. And I've been watching a couple of them and uh, you're doing a good job. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And like, it's all thanks to you. I mean, like we've started, I think your surgery, your first surgery was like almost two years ago, right? Like come yeah, this summer. We were like episode 46. Wow, that's crazy. Now we're over 112. It's almost over double the amount since you started up. But um, JP is here for a little bit today. He had uh, he said he had this week off, right? Yeah, this uh, following week off. So I'm taking a bit of time off and uh, going to share some content with you guys. And uh, hopefully if you have questions, we, we can answer. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to, uh, so first of all, while JP is going to talk about like how life has been, uh, how he's been recovering, I'm going to go ahead and pull up his content because uh, they were their their apple content and i gotta i have a pc so jp tell us how life has been since uh since everything your surgery and everything i mean since full recovery my life has been totally different from what it was before surgery from for multiple reasons that are hard to explain because once you fix your height dysphoria you stop thinking about height dysphoria that's one thing but multiple other things have happened which are difficult to explain. Like, uh, for for instance, I have better focus. I perform better in my day-to-day -day life. And is it from feeling better overall, sleeping better because I feel better, being more confident? Is it multifactorial? I I think there's there's a there's several factors explaining it, but it's different to pinpoint. It's difficult to pinpoint which one exactly. But um, so. Life has been very different since uh, I've been fully recovered. I'm telling you, um, people have been saying that I'm like JP 2.0, 2.0, like a different version. And they, they're like, you became more, um, you have more wisdom inside you. Like before you, you, you used to be a, a bit like depressed, a bit like more, um, you know, very different. And right now, they they even the, like my own mother like the people that are close to me they they they're noticing a huge difference which they didn't think it was going to happen and to be honest i didn't know it was going to change my my personality so much mm -hmm. i don't know yeah. why it did but it did and i'm super happy it did for real uh, awesome. right after surgery i loved it so much i thought about doing tibias but as <laughs> soon as i went back to a uh, normal life you know with my new height um i really stopped thinking about height in in any form so i'd say for me um right now i'm happy and i'm i'm not considering doing tibias uh i have more important stuff to do and uh, i'm super happy like i got a girlfriend now you know and she's super supportive of, of the uh, limb lengthening uh, process. Like, if you're open with it, it doesn't mean the girl's not going to be uh, attracted to you. Depends on the girl, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at this. So, guys, we have his first uh, piece of content up here. 
Um, so JP, talk a little bit about what we're seeing right now. Uh, what we're seeing right now is a video I shared initially in the Discord. It was uh, August uh, of last year. I mean, last August uh, was about nine point, uh, closer to a year uh, post-op actually, because uh, my surgery was August 1st, 2022. So this mm -hmm. was uh, exactly a year after. And my my walking gait at that point was, was more normal than what I've shown on your uh, channel um, yet. So mm -hmm. this is when it got more normal, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It definitely looks very normal. I mean, this guy is, what, you're, you're, you're over six foot. You're like six foot and a half or something. Uh, six foot on the dot. Yeah. It was because oh I have shoes in this videos and, uh, in this video right there, I have shoes, but six on the dot. Yep. Okay. Very cool. And then you have another walking video. I'm going to pull that up right now. Um, let's see. It's this one right here. Walking. This is five minutes ago. Yeah, 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 this was because well, I tried filming it myself. It's very difficult to see because you know I yeah. was using a window, but right. Because some people have been asking in the Discord, like, can you walk normally after surgery, even years after? Some people don't seem to believe it, and yeah. um, when you're doing a surgery, it it can get uh, stressful when you have people that are not sure if you're gonna fully recover, and mm -hmm. you're wondering yourself, am I gonna fully recover? The answer is yes. You're going to fully recover if you don't run into complications, of course. But uh, if, if your process is successful, uh, if full recovery is expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have another one here. Well, that was me jogging, you know. You can see that, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not good. about it. It's just me jogging, you know. Uh, movement looks natural. I, I never it was this looks great. It looks totally no like this looks incredible. Like I can't let me play that again. That's incredible. This guy is literally running after getting three inches on his femurs. What speed is that, JP? Uh, I mean, on my uh, treadmill, that was like 4.2. So I don't know okay. what it translates to, but I can tell you one thing. This was the first time running since August. Wow. I never practiced running. So if I start <laughs> practicing running, I think I, I can, you know, I, I can probably, uh, probably get to uh, like faster speeds. But I didn't, on that part, I wasn't trying to go fast. I was just jogging. What's up, Socrates? Got him in here. Yeah, no, look at that. That's, I think that looks incredible. I mean, for a guy who got full three, uh, <clears throat> three inches on his femurs to be able to be running like that, that's incredible. Let me, uh, I think you have another piece of content. We got Socrates on the show. Welcome, welcome Socrates. Can you hear us? I have audio. Oh, I think we hear you. We hear you just not loud enough, but we Yeah. Do. I think it kind of came on for a second. I'm hey, having audio JP. problems myself. Yeah. I see JP and uh, Victor. Yeah, and yeah, we see somebody's you. screen is not. Hi, everybody. So I just thought I'd say a quick hello. Uh, good to see you on JP. I'm going to the pool because after my second lengthening of the day, I feel pretty tight. So I'm, my conversion, I'm not going to be a cyborg for life, Victor. I think I'm going to be a fish for life. <laughs> a fish for life. I love it. Hey, man, you're still moving. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> you got that right. All right, you guys have a good stream. Have a good night. All Thank right, Socrates. You. Take Thank care, you. man.
JP, look at you busting out the guns. Busting out the guns. Just flex now. Flex. Show us your guns. You see that? <laughs> I see it, man. So, 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 when was this video taken? Uh, two days ago. Okay, so you're working out regularly with the weights now. Uh, not regularly. That was also one of the first times I had time to, you know, work out in the last year. Uh, so, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna try and be more consistent like you. Yeah, I'm consistent like me. Believe me, I don't want to be as consistent as I am. It hurts. But um, <laughs> nah, man, this is incredible. Like just to see how normal life has begun for you after you're fully fully recovered, you are taller, and you said that your just overall life has changed for the better. Like you said, people notice that you're more outgoing. You're just more like kind of open about things. You're just feeling good about your life. You just and you said you even told me something um, backstage for a minute. You said that, you know, academically and just like your focus is much better as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, you know, I was never uh, a great student like I, I was telling before, more like a type of a guy to work hard. But, you know, sometimes I would fail classes, you know, but for some reason now it's even more difficult than what I used to do before my surgery. Like, I mean, what I'm taking now is more difficult and I'm having no issue at all. I'm I'm having more interest in what I'm doing, whatever I'm doing. Like uh, for me, it's it's um, like medical, you know. But mm -hmm. what I'm doing is more interesting, and it's it's just I have more success overall. It just works better in every sphere of my life. Um, it's difficult to explain why, but it really did change my mindset. It's before I feel like it was kind of like. Uh, you know, when you're stuck inside, you have angst inside you, you have like too much anxiety, you have a bit of anger too, you know, you're kind of mad at this, this situation you're in where like, you wish you would be taller, but since you're not, you're kind of annoyed and like, you're pissed at life, you're pissed at your situation. <laughs> and once you start fixing that, if it's height, then limb lengthening is going to help you with that. But whatever pisses you off when you fix it for me and for i think for most people it will have an amazing effect on the rest of your life absolutely i'm so glad that you said that because the same thing kind of happened for me like i was struggling with my thing for the longest time i just like i said i, I was very reserved didn't go out much at the time uh was very introverted i'm naturally introverted but like almost forced to be introverted but then when i had this done and i think what we're looking for is like you know, it allowed me to perform life, you know, on full throttle. Like, you know, I, I call what? it cyborg mode. I just feel like it was just lifted up in a way. And limb lengthening, basically what it does, it just turns off the pain that you're feeling, whether it's physical, mental, whatever it is. And it just allows you to live life comfortably. But I do have to say that there is a caveat to that. And that's like if you don't have a complication and you get through it successfully, because you don't have any pain right now, do you? No, I don't have pain. And I could have got my nails removed uh, during uh, the Christmas break. But the thing is, here in Canada, it's snowy outside and like there's <laughs> two weeks that you have to use crutches after. So we like, honestly, she gave me the choice uh, if, if I wanted to remove them right now and uh, drink Christmas or wait until June. And I said, I'm going to wait until June. Okay. So to you June. can run even with your nails in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I ran and did like a, I think, sprinting photo shoot with my nail. In. So you can run like here. This is JP running. Um, this was taken when? This specific running? Uh, two weeks ago. 
Okay, so he's running two weeks ago, and that would have put him at about 18 months after his surgery. Um, so, guys, I mean, it's completely natural. And, again, he's on a treadmill. It's not as natural as if he was outside. And he, Like I said, JP is very busy. He's a medical student, so you can know that he's not out working out all the time. But when he can, you got to know, after getting full three inches in your femurs, this is a normal run. And if you guys can see this other one here, his normal walk, uh, let me just play this again here. And he took this today. You can see the reflection here, but normal walking gait, arms swing, everything looks normal. He's just a guy now, you know? And then look at the other one here, the very first video. You can see all of his stuff. I really want to thank JP for bringing this content on. I mean, this is so valuable. The, the goal of Cyborg for like this year is to provide as much recovery content as we can for other patients to see, like he said at the beginning. Prospective patients are trying to say, what if I get this done? Will I be able to walk normally? Will I be able to run? Will I be able to work out? Well, JP just brought all these three videos, walking, running, and working out, and he's doing it all very well. Not even that. He says his personal life is getting better, too. His girlfriend, he's doing good academically. He's just doing good all overall. So one thing, one procedure has given him all of this benefit and all these different aspects of his life. So, I mean, I, I think that, JP, we can say that you don't regret getting the surgery done, right? No, only regret is not doing it sooner. <laughs> I hear that too often, man. I, I love that. I love that. That's cool. Well, this is awesome. So guys, we have like one of our fan favorites here. So if you guys have questions for JP while he's here, he's got a, he's got a roll soon. So like the next, what, five, 10 minutes tops, JP? Yeah. Five, 10 minutes. We, I, five, I, 10 minutes. I'm good. Yeah. We can take some, some questions. I mean, some uh, questions. Okay. And just to come back on one thing you said, because you've also said this in the uh, documentary that we did together for Canadian, um, TV, yeah. you were mentioning that, you know, it's uh, getting extra height it won't uh, bring like bring you girlfriend uh, by default, like it won't bring you a successful job by default, but it's, it's the way it's going to make you feel, the confidence mm -hmm. it's going to bring you, that this in turn is going to, is, is going to help you go and get the things that you really want. Yeah, and uh, when I read this at first, and when I heard it in the documentary, I, I, for me, I was hoping that it was going to be true because I was still recovering. <laughs> but I can confirm you were right. I was right. Yeah, and, and you know, it wasn't me saying that just to make people feel better. It's tr it's based on real patients, even before you had it done. So this is all echoing, and now you have confirmed it yourself as an actual statue lengthening patient. You're saying it's true. So you guys here, this is JP, he's a real cosmetic lengthening patient. He's saying that this surgery does have life-altering impact, and if you are considering it, you want to definitely pick a good surgeon because you don't want to regret it because you can have complications. But if you don't have complications, you recover hard, you do your rehab, you can get back to this somebody like this who's six foot tall, walking normally, work running normally, living life to the best, no pain. And he was even considering getting tibias though. So <laughs> yeah, and to that, I was just gonna mention that on that subject, it's okay if you wanna do both segments. Like if you start with one uh, and you wanna do the, uh, the other one, that's perfect, that's good, I'm nothing against it. But I would recommend before uh, making your final choice regarding are you if you're getting a second segment done or not, try and live life a bit to uh, see the difference in in height, what it brings you before taking this final decision of getting your tibias broken if you start with femurs, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, just because when we're done, we have this kind of like, oh, shit, it's nice. I just gained some height. I could gain more. It's like kind of a feeling of uh, not greed, but it's, it's like... Um, 
like it's a human nature. We like uh, what we just did, so we want more. <laughs> but um, if you take time to uh, step back and see what it brings you, you might find that it's enough. Yeah. Sometimes like you might find that it's not, and then you go for a second uh, uh, segment, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I like that for two reasons. One, I like it because, like you said, it allows the height that you just gained to sink in and for you to kind of notice the changes in your life. But two, it allows you to recover fully, right? It gives you time to really kind of get yes. to the point where, like you saying, I'm not hobbled around. Because don't get me wrong, some people who do quadrilateral all at once, more power to them. That's that's fine. They knew that that's what they wanted to do. But if you're like, oh, I definitely do femurs and then tibias, but a spread out a year apart, give yourself a year of solid recovery and maybe even a little bit more like 18 months and then say, hey, do I really need this? Because, you know, I tell you, like JP's happy and he may or may not go back. But the point is, is that he probably he's at the point where like he doesn't you probably don't have to go back, but it's like you're good, right? I probably don't think I'm probably not going to go back. Just thinking about the uh, the the length of the recovery. Yeah. Versus the benefit it would bring me now that I'm six foot, it's, right. it's not worth it. When you're you're uh, like let's say below average, or um, if you really have an objective really set strongly in your mind, like you're starting five nine, you want to be six two, then you have to do two segments. But for me, it was six. The objective always like first time we we ever spoke on on episode forty six. My dream was always six foot tall. Like just that that was what it is and. Now that I started living like that, there's so many more other things that I want to do other than tibias, which wasn't the case before doing femurs. Before doing mm -hmm. femurs, that was my life priority. Was to do the femurs and the, 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 the wow, wow. He was fixated on height, but then when he got the height, it started to kind of resolve. And that's, I'm telling you, that's the same thing for me. Like I even got a little bit of height for mine and, you know, fixed my pain and stuff. And I was like, you know what, I kind of still want to be a little taller. I, I, I'd like to. But is it worth the amount of recovery that I would need to do to go for the map? Look at that. JP, you maybe can't. Maybe you're going to lose some of the uh, athletic abilities if you do both. Uh, you never know. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah. you're not going to skate on ice as well. You're not going to ski as well. You're not going to run as well. Um, we never know. Maybe you're also going to do both segments and end up totally fine. Uh, that's that's also very possible, especially for people who has uh, who have uh, small. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, fast recovery, fast Absolutely. recovery, like small time frame for recovery. Mm -hmm. um, those people usually they they can do both, and they're gonna be fine. For me, I, I gotta tell you, I was kind of a bit longer than most people for my recovery because I'm heavy, mm -hmm. but. Um, Right now, it's like I have 15 more uh, objectives before doing tibias, you know, so. Right. I mean, you, and the thing is that you're actually happy. And that's the one thing. It's like if you're happy and satisfied and like you said, if the, the, the benefit doesn't outweigh the risks or like the time off or the recovery that it's going to take. It's like at least not right now. You know, maybe in the future, if you have another opening in your life, you may consider it just for the heck of it. But like right now it doesn't make sense. And you know, the fact that you're running like this and you're well recovered and you're just enjoying life, that's the best thing that I can hear. And you know, you're paying it back to the other patients here by bringing content on, being a good moderator in the, the discord and just like talking to people and just sharing your experience. That's that's all that, you know, anybody like myself can ask of you. It's it's so incredible about paying it for it. So uh, JP, we have a few people on the show here. So if you guys, JP's got to bounce in like five minutes, um, but let me, uh, let me hide this. Uh, here we go. So 
Uh, we got Sam on the show. I know you guys were all waiting in the queue. I didn't see you for a second there. We got Sam. Uh, we got Ryan. We got LM. And I think we had DJ Cyborg as well. So <laughs> JP's best friend. <laughs> so um, if you guys have any questions for JP, is now's the time to ask. I'm going to bring the one up on the chat here. This was for JP. And then we're going to go around the panel and we'll get Sam's update and everybody else's. But uh, this one was from JP from um, Nadia. JP, how much pain were you in in the first few weeks after surgery? Uh, the first few weeks were the worst, uh, pain-wise. How much pain? On, on a level of 10, first day was uh, 9.5. 9, 9.5, like it's not, 10, for me a 10 on 10 would be a pain where the only solution would be to commit suicide. You know, it's, it's too much, it's too painful. So it wasn't that because they know how to control your pain and stuff. Uh, so first day is definitely uh, rough. Then after that, uh, after two weeks, it's not painful when you're not moving. In my case, some people, it's still painful. Definitely mm -hmm. uh, for the first two weeks, if I'm going to make a simple answer, is between seven and nine out of ten. I like that. There, I just was talking to a new patient, uh, a patient that just got the new Precise Max. Um, Tuesday and uh, he's tolerating it really well, but he is in pain. He has a lot of muscle and he said that day one, just like you said, really painful day two. But then I can, I told him, I said, hey, look, run around two weeks. It'll start to level off and you'll feel a little bit better. And that's what you just confirmed, JP. All right, JP, we got two more questions here for you. And then I know you got to bounce and unless anybody on the panel has questions for JP, which I think Ellen might because he uh, is from your, your your country. But uh, Nadia is saying, how long was full recovery for you? So like we know that you're around 19 uh about 19 months or so now um what what uh yeah when did you start to notice that you were like pain-free flexibility was good and you just did you felt like you were pretty much back to like that full recovery well i mean yeah full, full recovery depends on the definition of each person, yeah. you know but uh from if i'm gonna use the definition you just said so flexible enough uh walking everywhere i need to go driving doing my regular life just not athletically fully recovered then it would be uh, around, for me, it was around 10, 11 months, to be honest. And mm -hmm. athletic-wise, like, uh, I mean, for running and stuff, that was later, like uh, around more, like 16, 15, 16 months. But yeah. this is the type of stuff, if, if I'm going to give you one advice, you're considering the surgery and you're on a time frame, you can try weight-bearing, fully weight-bearing nails. That might help. That's a good option. But... It's, in my opinion, it's always better not to have too many expectations as concerning uh, length of recovery because if you expect to recover in a year or in a year and a half, the chances are you're going to exceed your expectations. However, if you uh, look at the faster guys like DJ Cyborg was extremely quick to recover, and if you aim at getting to the same level of of recovery as he did then chances are you might be disappointed because most people take longer than that you know if you're lucky it's gonna you're gonna recover quick but yeah. there's there's a you know there's a work to do on your expectations on that level if you expect less you won't be disappointed i agree i agree shoot high and you know you might recover better but at least you don't have any urgent expectations like i gotta get to school in like you know three months you know so all right guys any more questions for jp here uh let's see jp did you find a payment plan so he actually paid for it out of pocket himself saved up um let me see is there anything that's 
important for him. All right, so, um, okay, this one is uh, actually one question directly for you, JP, and then we're gonna ask him to go on the panel. So last one from the chat for JP, Daniel's asking, JP, I just had surgery last week, same surgeon as yours. What is the best way to overcome muscle spasms and burning sensation that keeps waking me up every hour at night? First of all, congrats on your uh, choice of uh, clinic and surgeon. Uh, I have nothing, absolutely nothing bad to say about this surgeon. Uh, honestly, uh, I look up to her for medically, like from a medical point of view, and also as a human being, uh, she was always uh, like top notch with with me, and I, I with almost, I, I get, I'm sure with with every patient as well. So, congrats on that choice. Uh, in my opinion, you uh, made a good choice. What is the best way to overcome muscle spasm and burning sensation that keeps waking me up every... Okay, so um, the best way is uh, difficult to say, but subjectively, if you're asking me for my opinion, uh, I'm going to tell you that the best way for me was to use a uh, sleeping aid, like a sleeping pill. Uh, in my case, I, I was using Seroquel, um so that way if i was in pain uh, it would knock me out and by that time i was sleeping i was i wasn't feeling the pain uh and the first month post uh surgery i i was taking seroquel like uh, 100 milligrams per uh, per night so that's kind of high that's a that's high. Usually in my normal life, when I'm stressed and I have trouble sleeping, I'm only going to take 25. So mm -hmm. it was four times what I would usually take. Mm -hmm. And if I, back then, if I took less than that, I wouldn't be able to sleep for the exact reasons you mentioned. Uh, pain, a bit of burning, but not so much in my case, but it was mostly pain. And since sleeping is so important for uh, recovery, I think, but that's just my opinion. Don't take it as official advice. You need to speak to, to uh, Dr. G, like your surgeon, and ask her what she thinks. Um, I spoke to her about this, and uh, I think she's really open about like uh, sleeping aids and stuff, but you need to talk to, you, to your surgeon. But in my case, uh, the, the pill helped, and uh, I was going to say that... Um, the, I think the benefits outweigh the uh, the adverse the adverse effects when you're using a decent molecule like seroquel. If you start using opioids and stuff, then it's a different story, mm -hmm. a totally different story. I would much more I would much prefer taking a uh, seroquel pill to sleep rather than taking opioids to sleep, mm -hmm. just because of the. Um, the the, the um, addictive potential of these these substances, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there's just two more. I, I see Antonio's questions. He said this is for you, JP. Before you go, real quick. Sorry for holding you up, but uh, Antonio's asking: um, Is it possible for the surgery to be done uh, with local anesthetic or local anesthesia instead of general anesthesia? I've heard general anesthesia is much riskier. Mm, uh, I mean, Victor, correct me if I'm wrong because you, you know uh, a lot more uh, about limb lengthening, but I don't think it's possible to have it local. Um, general anesthesia, much riskier. 
much riskier compared to to local i mean it is riskier but much riskier like okay uh, this is all relative okay point zero 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 one percent is is riskier than point zero 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 one but both yeah. of them aren't very risky it's just yeah. one is more risky than the other right Right. And look, local anesthesia, you don't want that for the surgery. I think they, they do epidural where they do a spine. So a nerve block where they, I have heard that they can technically do that, but at the really good clinics, they don't do that. They just do general anesthesia, um, at least to my knowledge. I don't know any clinics that do pure epidural or like they don't give you the choice. I think it's general because they just feel like it's, I don't know. Do you know any, does Dr. G, do you know if she does, uh, she doesn't do local. She doesn't do. She local. does general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, general. But one uh, one advantage that I've that I've noticed, and I'm not trying to sell it or anything. It's just for people that are afraid of getting a catheter in in their um like their, you know, catheter for for, you know, so you don't piss yourself. Mm -hmm. um, some people don't like to have something inserted down there, and they're gonna you. They're not going to like that, so it's going to make them afraid. But she doesn't use that. We yeah. uh, don't use catheter, and when we wake up from surgery, surgery, we uh, use a walker. We go pee right away. Oh yeah, she makes you move. Yeah, so I don't think they do local uh, epidurals um, only. I think that some clinics, like internationally, they may have done that, but like general is the way they, they go. And yeah, they don't use catheters for shorter surgeries. I don't think unless you have some sort of complication or like deformity correction either. So that's again, that's for the clinics that I know of. Um, and, you know, I know more clinics, but I don't know their like surgical approaches. So that's what I can speak on. But, um, and then this last one, JP, he's asking, you know, uh, another big don't question. Worry, is, like, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush there. I just want to let other people uh, also, uh, you talk. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll do that. You can hang around as long as you want. But, um, he's asking, I, he said these were for you and then we'll go around. Um, does the surgery make it difficult to have sex even after healing? So there you go. No, you got the new no, after, he after healing, you're fine. You're uh, you're fine, but it takes a little while. Uh, I'd say the from the moment you're good at you're good at running and walking and going upstairs fast and downstairs uh, fast, you're not gonna have problems in bed. Before that, you might. You, before that, you might because like I remember like it was a bit difficult before that, um, and I was hoping it was gonna get better, and it did. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Very cool. I think that is JP's questions that we had here. So we're going to introduce the other guests on the panel here. So we got a lot of people here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Oh, so they look at that. Daniel says Dr. G does do spinal anesthesia epidural with uh, IV. Okay, so she does that. But I, is it is it Daniel? Do you know if it's either or, or does she do that in addition to? Because I know some clinics will do. I think they do. She does epidural with IV sedation, but she doesn't do local. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So, oh, last question, Mr. Carter. So then, I mean, this was JP was the first host. So, JP, how long did you have to stay in the hospital after surgery, and how long did you have to stay in Montreal before you could go back to your city? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I'm lucky enough to live uh, like 20 minutes away from from uh, the clinic. Ah. Like I live in Montreal, so <laughs> for me, it wasn't a big deal, uh, and that's part of why I chose this uh, this surgeon. How long did you have to stay in the hospital? Uh, three days, three days. Actually, three days, three one days. day in the hospital, and then she she uh, organized a transport for me to go to her clinic for the two other days. 
but I was on observation for uh, three days and mm -hmm. it was uh, it was good because at first like you're gonna need that nurse to bring you some ice and to bring you your pills you know mm -hmm. and then in Carter's Austin did you have to pay cash or was there a payment plan that um, you have to pay deposit before and then uh, three weeks before Arrest. surgery it's like you pay your deposit to, to reserve your to book your date then three weeks before surgery, you pay the, the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So you pay up front. Um, is there a payment plan now? She, I, from what I understand, um, she's working with a, with a financial um, company. Like they, they, they're trying to offer uh, some financing, but it's the problem with these finance, uh, these uh, plans is the the interest rate is too high it, mm -hmm. it's really you you gotta be um oh you, it's gotta be your last option I, I can say yeah last option okay cool awesome all right jp man that that helped out a lot man i'm so glad you came back it's been a long time since we had another show but stick around as long as you want feel free but we're going to introduce some of the other guests here uh so going around the panel we have sam uh the leg link discrepancy patient who had his surgery done back in november welcome back to sam sam looks like your screen might be frozen so if you can hop off and then uh x off and then come back on because it might need to refresh sometimes it's weird like that can you hear us yeah i can hear you can you oh okay you're there it's just Maybe you've had like a still image. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> you see it, do you? Do you see it? Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't know what's going on with the software, but it seems to be working half well, so we'll just keep it rolling. But um, how you doing, man? Good. Real good. Awesome. Uh, Talk about your – so you had your surgery again. Was it November? It was uh, November 27th, end of November. Oh, end of uh, November. So um, five yeah. weeks from um, the finishing my lengthening. So wow. it ended up being – so I had I had I did my left tibia. Um, it ended up being um, almost exactly an inch. It was twenty five centimeters uh, or twenty five millimeters, mm -hmm. um, and so we stopped the actual lengthening um, towards the end of January. So I'm five weeks from that, and I just got the go ahead this week to start putting partial weight uh, on the leg. No so, way, that's awesome. Yeah. So like earlier this week, I hopped on the bike. You know, just for a little bit, you know, five, 10 minutes at a time, but yeah. just getting that, that movement. Um, and I actually saw my physical therapist this morning and she gave me a whole bunch of new exercises to do now that I can start putting weight on it. So it, I'm really excited because it's like finally that next step. I'm not so immobile and, mm -hmm. you know, staple to a chair type thing. So. Absolutely, uh, man. That's, that's awesome. So five weeks away from lengthening, finish, uh, finishing your lengthening. Yep. That's crazy. I remember the countdown for my own and it was left tibia too. It's, it's, it's just going down memory lane and it's so exciting. Cause you know that, you know, once you get this fixed, it's like the pain's going to stop and you're just going to have like that, that ultimate life that we're looking for, man. I'm so happy for you. Um, what is, uh, how, how long are you biking for right now? Like for recovery? Um, right now about 10 minutes at a time. Um, uh, it's, it's more that I'm getting used to being back on the bike than, you know, there's pain yeah. um, so as as i start to get used to being back on the bike i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep increasing that but um, yeah. yeah i'm just starting with with 10 minutes at a time i like that because i actually created something that's when i invented my 30 30 which is like 30 minutes in the morning i built up to it doing what you did but it was like mm -hmm. 15 minutes three times a week then 15 minutes um or sorry 30 minutes three times a week then it was 
30 minutes all days of the week in the, the morning. And then it was 30 minutes, same build up in the bottom of the, at the end of the day. So I was doing 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon. And I'm telling you, I, not only did I get ripped and like my legs started to heal so well from all the blood flow and recovery, but um, my bone healed really well and really fast. And it's a safe way to bike because you can kind of just push enough that you're not like putting full weight on it. And um, it strengthens the muscles. It gets all those things back in action before you start to take your first steps and you just start walking normally really, really fast. So um, that's awesome. Is it a stationary bike or recumbent? Like when you sit back? Um, it's it's actually a road bike that I have put on a trainer. So Oh, that's even, <laughs> that's, that's even better. That's like even more realistic. That's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. All right. So now we got Ryan on the show. Ryan, what's up? Hi, good evening. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Let me just turn you up a little bit. Let me slide you up. How are you doing? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm about eight hours into my post-op. So eight I'm, hours? Uh, I'm, yes, about eight hours uh, after surgery. Um, and surprisingly, I mean, probably the anesthesia and the drip, it's, it's working wonders at the moment. And uh, <laughs> I feel really good. I feel really great. I can lift my legs with ease. Um, I haven't done any. I haven't gotten off the bed as of yet. I will probably do that sometime coming, maybe the next day, the day after. So. <laughs> JP, you're about to say something funny. I can tell. <laughs> hey Ryan, are you peppermint? <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. No. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was you because he got his surgery eight hours ago. You know, what are the chances? Oh, right. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a big world out there, you know. So okay. But no, Ryan. Getting your, uh, your uh, legs broken. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, actually, what I wanted to talk a little bit. What's that, Ryan? Sorry. Um. So you're you just had it eight hours ago. That's crazy, man. Um, you're on the happy juice right now. <laughs> like you're, you're feeling really good. Uh, yes. So did you get your femurs or your tibias done? Uh, I got my femurs broken. Um, and my yeah. voice is I don't know. They told me my voice was sort of uh, from the anesthesia. As a result anesthesia. Of the anesthesia. Yeah. No. Really no worries. We're not going to make you speak too much. I I'm just so glad that you were able to join. Um, so real quick, um, I just want to ask you a little bit about the mental going into the surgery. Were you having any last minute thoughts like oh my gosh i don't want to do this or were you like full force ahead like let's um, go absolutely i had there was many occasions where i wanted to bail out um i was concerned because i'm currently doing it you know abroad overseas so uh, i was alone uh, being alone it's a it's it can be a bit overwhelming so i was content contemplating my mind i was debating you know if this is the right decision do i really want to do this but um, every day that passes, I, I keep thinking as if I did LL uh, maybe a year ago or a couple of months ago, it's like a day forward because time will come and time will pass. So that's really what motivates me to get the LL, get it done and over with because you know my time is now, but it will be somebody else's time after me. So I, like it's, I think it's, I think it's uh, time to utilize uh, whatever time I have left on this earth and you know, make the most of it i really yeah, like that. i like what you just said your Me time too. is now yeah and then right. it will be someone mm -hmm. else's time but like we it, it's perfectly said i like it yeah exactly like, <laughs> I, I feel really good my legs are <laughs> but i feel really good i can move them i've been chatting with the people here they're nice very kind 
And, uh, you know, it's not enough that the people you work with are good at what they do, but it's, 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 it's even better when they're very kind yeah. and very, yeah, very caring and very loving. That's, that really, you know, pushes you over the edge to achieve more and, and more importantly, have a peace of mind. Because once you have that peace of mind, I think then and there you can really, you know, achieve the maximum. Because if so, if you know you're going to a good surgeon or working with a good team, but you also know that they are there for you, they really are, truly are there for you, and they really do care, that it it, help, it helps me sleep better at night. And uh, so far, I, I know I'm too, I'm too early in, so I can't make any sort of claims yet. But so far, I'm feeling good. I'm sure the rough days are still ahead, so I don't want to, you know, speak too much nah man I'm, I'm i'm glad you got it done i just like i said i was talking to a few patients this week that just got their surgery and it brings it back you know when i remember myself in that hospital bed before you know the surgeon comes back marks your leg and you're just like this is it like it's i can either hop out of this hospital bed right now and go home or you know once it's done it's done and you're just all in so but uh very happy for you man and uh yeah stick around and if if, if any if you doze off or something like that it's completely fine we're not gonna stay too long but uh, awesome man um all right, next up, uh, we got DJ Cyborg. We have Josie. Welcome back. Um, but real quick, I'm going to bring on the guy who we, I don't know if I'm too familiar with, uh, Shivam The Curve. What's up, man? How are you? Shivam? Shagun? Is he here? Can you hear us? See, you're, you're off mute. All righty. What we got? Well, if you if you can try to go off and come back on, it might refresh. Um, but in the mean, hold on, somebody just joined. DRT Flux, I don't know you, so let's get you on here real quick. What's up, DRT Flux? <laughs> can you hear us, Doctor T Flux? <laughs> no, okay. Um, LM, you were here last week, I believe, right? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. So I know awesome. your surgery is coming up here shortly. Um, you're planning, from what I remember, Precise Max, um, and you're planning possibly in Canada. But like, I know you had some questions for Rial. Do you have any questions for JP? No, just like, so I'm actually going to be booked for April 15th. Uh, the, okay. the new P, the, the Precise Max comes to Canada on the 5th. So Dr. G is going to be probably the only one that has it in Canada. So I'm booked for the 15th. Or, okay. Well, Preliminarily, I guess we haven't set an actual date because I guess she's hoping to get the actual nails in, right? So nothing set yeah. in stone absolutely yet. But um, just the other thing too about this spinal taps and epidural. So they're there's they're actually different. So you only get a spinal tap once, um, and it lasts mm -hmm. anywhere between two to four hours. So that's why sometimes patients will have like numbness numbness in their legs when they first mm -hmm. wake up. So they'll do like tests. Um, epidural is lasting for longer, like anywhere between well up to 48 hours right yeah, right, 36, yeah. yeah. right. And, and that's what most i know most surgeons will do that the epidural and the in general but this spinal i i haven't i don't i don't know many that will do a spinal tap for limb lengthening do you yeah it's just a thing well yeah dr g's gonna do it so it's like a, it's a single shot in the back so, so she get, does do that yeah so it's not like a so epidural you're actually getting like a tube fed into your actual spinal fluid around your cord whereas a spinal shot this is one of the questions that i actually had to her um any risks involved with it um and she's basically only had like one complication and it was uh like i guess asian backgrounds may have issues with bleeding after the surgery so 
what happened was, I guess the, the patient was getting headaches after the surgery, uh, yeah. came back and it's because there's just spinal fluid leaking. Um, okay. and they basically just did like a blood patch. Right. So that's like a quick fix to, I think she's mentioned up. that on your, on your, uh, on a yeah. video. Yeah. 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 I, remember that. Fluid. Mm -hmm. I do remember that CSF. Yeah. I just, I just think, that, is that her, only her, I, I haven't heard that approach at too many places. I, I don't know if maybe the patient can request that. Is that something the patient requests or is it something she just does? I think it's something that she just does. I'm almost oh, okay. positive that every place does this, to be honest with you, the spinal tap. Really? So you're numbed out. It would be this, it would be very similar as if you're getting like a hip surgery or, or a knee replacement, right? Like you're going to want to be numbed, numbed out your legs. It's yeah. basically like okay. a nerve blocker, right? You're, you're blocking. Your yeah. Nerve, nerve, yeah. Nerve, okay. So no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's they like do. I just, nerve block, but it's a nerve block basically. But uh, I remember when I woke up, it was nice to, during surgery to not have to not be able to feel uh, my legs. But when you wake up at some point, you you, you want to feel your legs because you can't right, move yes. them, and <laughs> you get to experience what it is to be paralyzed for a little. Paralyzed, paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that is. I, I just I guess it's something that I you know wasn't too familiar with their uh, surgical approach. But yeah, no sp uh, nerve blocks. I've heard of that, and that's yeah the spinal tap. I guess I just didn't know that they do it all um, once like that. Oh, it's cool, very cool. Um, uh, let's see. I guess, the, I guess you, sorry, yeah. Victor, you're asking about questions. I guess for you and JP, do you guys have any, or, and I guess, uh, DJ Cyborg as well, do you guys have any residual pain in your actual bones, like any aching? So mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my cardiologist friends, and he was basically saying, like, if you've ever heard of anybody break bones, you may hear of them thinking that they have pain or inflammation in their bones when they have different weather changes. So I was thinking, do you guys have any of this? The, I, I do, I do, because I have my nails in. The I, nails in, exactly. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. because I still have the nails in. The nails, uh, the nails. But I, I, I did notice that when it was super rainy, like super humid outside, and then uh, the next day, uh, not humid at all, I could see a difference in how my legs were uh, feeling more, like you said, the exact way you said it, it's more like uh, a bit of a feeling of having inflammation in the bone. Pressure. Yeah. It's not painful. It's just mm -hmm. uh, a bit of like a soreness. Yeah, I, I I felt the same way, JP. But when I got mine removed within like two or three weeks, it never happened again. It's like it was back to its organic, you know, uh, form. And uh, no. yeah, so no pain in the bone. Um, I'm, I'm well over. I'm thinking I'm approaching the 12 year mark here come this this July, and uh, never had any pain in the bone. Like I said. Because of the discrepancy for so long, I may have some issues in that meniscus, but it was just wear and tear before it. But limb lengthening left me with no residual pain or anything like that, minus maybe a little bit of scarring. And then um, I guess like maybe like the one or two degree difference in my dorsiflexion because I built up so much extra muscle after the fact. But I don't know. I just know there's no pain in the bone at all. Bone is like the one tissue in the body that can like heal itself back to like original, uh, you know, tissue form. So. But uh, yeah, no. Is that one of your worries about having bone pain? No, it's just something that came up in conversation. So again, like I haven't brought this. My family knows about it, and a couple of my close friends. But uh, like again, like a couple of my friends definitely don't know about this. But since he's a doctor, I brought it up to him uh, over a dinner that we were having, and and he just was sort of, to be honest with you, he's in shock that I was going to do it. Um, <laughs> and he was just kind of warning me of things that like potential risks right like yeah. obviously they're yeah. just concerned i'm i'm not sure but i think we spoke before on instagram i'm not sure but was it you or am i no, wrong no i i i honestly am 
very very low key about this. Okay. Like, so very, it wasn't you. It was probably no, I somebody else. I haven't talked to anybody yet. Yeah. Cool. You know, and and LM, I wanted to say something about that. It's like you know, when you talk to other like medical professionals, doctors, or different specialists and stuff like in the field, besides. Or not even you wouldn't even say the word orthopedics. You have to say advanced orthopedics because that's what reconstruction and limb lengthening fall in under, under. Um, when it comes to limb lengthening or even bilateral, you know, stature lengthening. A lot of them don't even understand. You have to be in this world to understand this world, right? Like, um, I, I I I've talked to actual like physicians. They for one, some of them don't even know about this procedure. And when they do, they oh like, oh that's super risky and stuff. I was like, can you tell me why? And then they start saying stuff, and I'm like, well. What if it's done like this? They're like, well, yeah, but then there's patients that have that problem. I'm sure there are, but if you're experienced and you've done it really well, like, you know, I said, you know, so any procedure, medical procedure can have its own risks, but a lot of medical professionals are just, you know, like a cardiologist, his specialty is the cardiovascular system, you know? So um, now he may be an expert in like embolisms and stuff like that, but I wouldn't, you know, when it comes to the orthopedics, like the structure, you know, Orthopedic surgeons are like carpenters of the body, of the bone structure. Like, yeah, those, that's this, what they do. Exactly what you just brought up is what I was basically talking to him about, the fat embolisms and the pulmonary, right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll know about that. Exactly. And that's that was what we're talking a, about. An example to what, uh, Victor, you just said regarding even some physicians don't know about this procedure. I had a supervisor in my uh, in uh, back in fall, and I, when I told her I got this surgery, she thought it was for correcting a discrepancy like you, Vic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told her now, now it's been, it's being done cosmetically for, it's been done cosmetically for a while, but she didn't know that it was internal nails. And she, she didn't know that we didn't have to like cut the muscles for them to be able to, like, yeah. she didn't know anything about it. So yeah. <laughs> some people will, will uh, practice their own field and yeah. never heard about, about uh, limb lengthening surgery. That's crazy. That's actually one of my video topics coming up in the next couple of weeks here. It's called the stigma around limb lengthening. And it's because of the unknown, right? A lot of people don't know about it and yeah. they create this, this ill vibe around it. Like, oh, you shouldn't get that done. It's just a compl complication ridden procedure. That's just creating these Frankenstein like monsters that, you know, just going to be put in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. That's completely, you know, irate. That's, that's completely wrong. Um, like we said, look at JP, we just showed his content here. He's completely back to normal, you know? So um, no, I, I digress. But anyway, that's amazing. Um, Victor, Victor um, one yeah. thing I want to say, though, is because people think it's like that, it kind of helps us get away with it, too, because people and, people automatically think that if you, you get it, it means you'll be crippled for life. You have a weird <laughs> walk for life. And when you don't, no one that, like, suspects you. Ever. Yeah, that's so rad. I like that, DJ. I do. Oh man, gotta give it to, give it up for my namesake. Where's the where's the clapping thing? Here we go. Here we go. That was well said. No, but you're right. You're right because basically, if you're walking normally after the fact, you're recovering back. Nobody would suspect that JP had limb lengthening. Is that what you're saying, DJ? Yeah, like no one would suspect you had it because you're walking normally because they think you'll be walking like weird forever. That's a very fair point. No, no one would suspect that. I got it until they see my video on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you I just got to get to a, a million subscribers and they'll find out. I know that guy. It's like, no. <laughs> very cool. DJ, that's a completely, uh, that's an awesome uh, point. Let's see. Who else do we have in here? So we have uh, Dr. Flux. Um, couldn't hear him earlier. We have uh, Nailed Legs. What's up? Hey, everybody. How are you? I, I think you've been on the show before, right? A uh, very long time ago. I just yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I, uh, I had the day off today, so I figured, you know, I saw you were live and I wanted to just pop in and see what was going on. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to have you here. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I want to thank you for that uh, article you writ wrote on the uh, the different devices. I actually made the video out of that. So uh, I don't know if you checked it out it's on the channel. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, man, he actually did it. I, but, I, I, I stick, stuck by it. It took me a few weeks to get to the time to do it. But yeah, man, thanks for that. Yeah, I, uh, I am glad, you know, you could take a look at that. I, I really uh, try to do, you know, my research into, you know, what do, what do the studies say? What do the doctors say? And, uh, you know, I, I try to make my posts on the forum quality because there's just a lot of ridiculousness on there. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think it is this still down. Does people? Does anybody know? Is the forum still down? <laughs> uh, I have to check. But um, yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, all right, so we have uh, Josie here, and somebody else just joined too. Sparrow, uh, real quick, Josie, let me see who this is because I'm not familiar with Sparrow. Sparrow, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, hey, I was on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was just S back then, so I just thought, you know. Okay, <laughs> you're just flipping your name around. I got yeah. you. You're just confusing people. JV's going to kick you off. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's see here. Um, let's talk to Josie and Sam again because um, I know there's discrepancy patients watching the Facebook group and um, everything like that. So Josie, welcome back. So last time you were here, you had a really good epiphany. You had the, I think the, the screws removed um uh or one screw removed it was a distal screw i think from your uh your lengthened leg your tibia and um has that been really progressing in the right direction you've been feeling good yeah absolutely you guys hearing me yeah we're hearing you hi everyone so yeah hi. that's been a month now since i removed that one screw that was causing dis discomfort so i don't have that issue anymore no more pain there. That's awesome. So real quick for the discrepancy, because uh, I actually, I think this past week I consulted with like three discrepancy patients, which is crazy rare. Um, uh, Sam and Josie, I just want to kind of like get a rundown of like the, the pain that you had before the surgery and see if it lines up with what, you know, well, you talk, you know, basically, Josie, if you want to go through like the pain that you had before the surgery real quick, like muscle pain, joint pain, and then Sam say the same thing. And if you guys can agree, because uh, there's other discrepancy patients that are watching. In regards to the screw? No, just like before you even had the surgery done, like because you had the discrepancy of three centimeters. Oh, yeah. So the thing, yes, being a discrepancy patient, it, I was like, it was like three centimeters difference in my leg. So I did walk with this big limp and then it started to affect my back because, you know, obviously that's the obvious. But um, after doing the surgery, I was in the hospital for about a week. Um, the pain, it was really tough and it lasted for about two weeks. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's what JP okay. All right. And then um, <clears throat> Sam, like before surgery, like I know you've said it before on the show, but just to kind of like reiterate it here today, because we have everybody here, uh, you were a soccer player and you said you played really well for a long time, but it also gave you some like kind of pain and stuff to the point where like you got far enough in your life. You're like, I just want to kind of get this thing fixed. So can you talk a little bit about that real quick? Um, yeah, sure. A, for most of my life, because I played, I played soccer so much, um, I compensated for having that discrepancy um and then it was just in the past couple years actually that you know my i couldn't compensate anymore and so prior to surgery um i was having trouble walking i couldn't go upstairs i couldn't run i couldn't jump um i couldn't even like do a side shuffle or like karaoke or anything um so 
you know, that, that was really kind of an impetus for me to, to go back in. Cause I, I'd, I'd heard about limb lengthening when I was growing up and had a discrepancy. Um, but at that time it was, it was in its very early stages cause it was the late nineties. It was external fixator only. Mm-hmm. It was, I was a high school student. Like it just did not sound fun. Um, so that that's why I didn't do it then. Um, but I'm really happy I did it now. And I even uh, working with my physical therapist this morning on the crutches, she was having me do some uh, walking movements, like not really putting too much weight on the foot, but actually like trying to take strides and and get my my leg back into to learning how to walk because mm-hmm. before this I would walk um, with a locked knee because the leg was shorter. And so, you know, that was part of the issue with my knee pain. I was also having some, some kind of sciatic back pain. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, ju- it actually feels just doing that. It feels different than the way I used to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it, it actually does feel better. Like that, that motion, feels better it doesn't feel as though i'm like locking my knee or you know swinging the leg out instead of going straight forward um which is another thing that i would do so yeah that's incredible you said it knee pain back pain walking gait uh abnormality it's all these different effects that a discrepancy can do to especially an athlete like yourself and i I, like i said the people that i talk to a lot of athletes they're like man this thing is bothering me and sometimes the discrepancy isn't necessarily super huge but as long as it's symptomatic and it's bothering you at least get it checked out maybe a shoe lift can help you but maybe like this limb lengthening can help you so uh very cool thanks sam all right guys so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go around the panel if anybody has any questions for jp or any of the other patients you guys can ask each other and then there is actually real quick there's a question that's been spammed in the uh, chat here so we're gonna answer it so jp you're gonna answer this because this guy's been spamming he says i have a question will limb lengthening uh after, would after limb lengthening will my shoe size also become bigger so go ahead that's, JP. that's funny because uh someone messaged me on instagram a while back i'm trying to remember what they were saying they it was so funny it was like uh, i'm gonna look at it and come back to it later but to, to answer this question um no uh, you, you the answer is no your shoe size is not gonna get better bigger um but it's an interesting topic because uh, if you uh take the time to sit down and think about it if you're you know your foot is this like such a specific length, like X or Y or any length you imagine. And then you're used to having a balance with, with that, with this, you know, this is your foot, this is the rest of your body. If you're going taller, like to the extremes, like uh, for instance, like you're doing quad, you're, you're maxing out your nails, your foot is not going to grow tall. So will it change your balance? Uh, I've been told that it doesn't. My my okay. surgeon told told me uh, it doesn't make a difference. However, it would be interesting to um, look at some data regarding this because mm-hmm. not that I, I don't believe her. I mean, I mean, she's she's most probably right, but um, I'm I'd be interested in seeing how it affects it. If it affects it very uh, uh, not significantly, but it mm-hmm. maybe affects it still because um, you know taller people tend to have longer uh, feet but it, it really depends that depends some people are like my, my boy is like uh, he's, he's five nine five ten 
he's like he wears 11 or 12 he has huge <laughs> and i wear nine and a half and wow. now I'm six so it's kind of like you know yeah yeah that's crazy no i actually wear 11 myself i thought it was because i was supposed to be taller which my pediatrician told me and uh i'm gonna find them <laughs> so i'm just like no but uh no seriously i think that they're they're, they're yeah so they to answer the question no <laughs> your foot doesn't get bigger little length anyway. okay um, cool just to say something about that um yeah it actually depends more on the width of your foot than the length the balance so if you uh, are somebody with a wider foot i don't think you'll have a problem but if you have a narrow foot there might be some balance problems um, okay, so it's the width you think it's the, you're saying it's the width of the that makes yeah it it's the width of the foot that matters more than the length huh, so but if you have a large foot you probably also have a large width but it really depends case to case but it yeah. has more to do with the arch of your foot and stuff with the width than just the length so you should get that checked out before you know worrying good. about good interesting Good, yeah, that's good, to know. good to know. And I'm I'm gonna read to you what I what I what someone sent me on Insta, and it I thought it was so funny. Yeah. They, uh, let me read it. They yeah. say that you should walk a lot during growing season so that your feet don't dry out. <laughs> don't dry out from what? <laughs> I didn't. Oh know what he meant. I don't even know where that like what to think of that. That's funny though. Don't dry out. And you should ask him like what who told you that? You know, that's funny. Oh man. Have you heard that nailed legs? Your feet don't dry out. <laughs> oh, I, I think he was joking around having to do with farming or something. I know. It has to be some one of those jokes like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, guys, we have this question real quick from uh M Carter, then we're gonna go around the panel. Uh M Carter said, Do your leg muscles get bigger after surgery? Will surgery help? with a ch bit of chicken legs. So there's no like, there, so you do grow new tissue depending on like, I think how much you lengthen. Um, I really do believe it. I have seen it in myself. Um, and I know multiple patients have seen it as well. I say yes, I think data needs to confirm it because there is distraction histogenesis. We know you grow, grow new tissue. People say, oh, well, some surgeons say, well, it doesn't necessarily get new muscle cells. You it can get bigger, you can grow it bigger, but like, I think you have more potential for more growth. I think there's new muscle satellite cells there. So I say yes, I need to talk to some experts on that. So I'll get back to you for like an official answer. But the the data that I have found says that it happens in birds, fish, and that, you know, under extreme eccentric loading, it will stretch, call, it causes fiber splitting, which is pretty much hyperplasia, which if you know hypertrophy and hyperplasia, two different things, muscle cell increase versus actual muscle size increase. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to find out for sure, but I think so. All right, guys, anybody else in the chat have questions for these patients? Hold on, somebody's asking. Oh, Shivam. Okay, so he actually put a question in the private chat. Uh, so it says, all right, so, all right. Yeah, that's, we'll, we'll answer that later. All right, guys, so um, let's go around the the the, 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 the um, panel here. So we have, uh, I'm yeah. going to be uh, leaving now. Uh, yeah. I was super happy to be around. I just want to, before I go, if I can yeah. take uh, one minute or two. Um, Absolutely. I just want to thank two person. First of all, I want to thank Victor for uh, paving the way for many patients across the I world really for lengthening, including myself. I was looking at his videos before getting the surgery, and uh, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Uh, and second of all, I want to thank my girl for uh, not judging me, okay, for mm -hmm. being understanding of it and for being proud of me for getting this surgery. 
and for being smart enough to look at the big picture and being able to enjoy the results with me. So uh, I thank her for that. Uh, I love her and uh, I appreciate her. That's amazing. Thanks so much, JP. Thanks for bringing the content. Keep it coming. I'll see you in the Discord, man. All right. All right, man. Take care. All right, guys. So um, do you guys have any other questions on here? Uh, the panel, uh, uh, let's see, LM, Sparrow, DJ Cyber, anything you guys want to say to people watching? Um, any comments? Somebody just joined. LM has joined back. Here we go. Before we close out the show, we just hit the hour mark. Last question for JP. Uh, how long have you been taking naproxen after surgery? Thank you so much. He's gone. So you have to ask him in the Discord. Join the Discord. Link in the description. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, anybody? Um, so somebody well, was asking about um, sleep aids. And, oh, were they? Uh, well, this was an yeah. earlier conversation where JP was talking about what he did to try and sleep with the pain. Yeah. Um, and I just I wanted to remark on that because you know I I was prescribed oxycodone you know right away, and after the first couple of weeks I, I I was saying you know I don't want to keep taking oxy let me find something else you know that can help me sleep, and so I actually I went to my local dispensary and talked to to the guys there and got some edibles that had that have been doing a good job, um, so you know. And I talked to my my surgeon about it, and basically his his stance was, you know, there's not enough research to say that it would inhibit bone growth, mm -hmm. or you know, or even increase it. There's just not enough research, you know. If it helps you, take it, and you know, we'll see how how your body reacts to it. But um, yeah, that was uh, that was something. And I I talked to him afterward, and you know told him I, I kept the log of, you know, this is what I took, this is how I felt, you know, um, that kind of thing, um, just to share it with him. But um, I wanted to, to bring that up because the opioids, um, I was also trying to avoid that as much as possible um, because of the, the addictive nature of it. Absolutely. I think I could try to get off of that, you know, oxy in the first five days, I think it was. And uh, yeah, they, back then they didn't have edibles. I don't think maybe they did, but maybe it was illegal. <laughs> but but nowadays it's legal in a lot of uh, places. And uh, yeah, I have heard a lot of patients do go the edible route um, because you can't technically smoke. So um, and I think they work really well. You know, I think that, you know, uh, the patient that I was talking to more recently, he said that he's taken them and his surgeon had no quarrel with it either. And he's gotten some relief from it as well and even helps some sleep. So absolutely. I think that's a good way, something to look into, you know, and there's not enough data to prove otherwise. So awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for that input. Anybody else? Sparrow, DJ Cyborg, Dr. Tflux. Who's this person, uh, DJ? Dr. Uh, Tflux. Oh, go ahead, Sparrow. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You were, you said you were making a video on the stigma of limb lengthening. I, I am. It's it's yep. It is. I have that, and then this weekend I actually have a longer video on complications. Um, so I'll be putting that out. But uh, yes. Yeah, just my two cents on it. Um, people just think about this surgery as something very negative or something like that, but you just have to realize that, especially people who are doing it for cosmetic reasons, you were just dealt a bad hand in life. It is okay. It's like you don't have to blame yourself for this, and this surgery is actually like a way out for you. So view it in a very positive light and don't think of it as something, you know, like you're mutating your body or something. Because um, I've been to some of the darker parts of the, you know, forums and stuff. And people are like so bitter about this stuff. And 
you just be happy that you know you have a way out of it you're not stuck with it because there are so many people with disabilities and stuff who just hate the way they look or their body and they can't do anything about it but mm-hmm. with this you can actually do something about it so you know uh, also like uh, you i think you mentioned it you are bang on that there's a lot of misinformation right now about this procedure and stuff so mm-hmm. thank you so much for you know making this channel and the rest of you for being brave enough to you know Absolutely. come here and tell your stories because it really matters to people because like there are thousands of patients who would never take the step if they didn't know this much about it so like you know i just wanted to thank everyone and you know absolutely i did as well yeah thank you I, I and i said this on a consultation the other day i want to uh first of all your point about the stigma real quick um you you nailed it i think that even though you know i, I think what you're saying more so is like for the patient not to feel bad about it and that's what you said is 100% true but even then society is still going to be judgmental and i think there are reasons in the video that what i'm going to talk about are why right it and, and you know there's more one i think complication ridden a lot of people see oh you're just looking to put yourself in a wheelchair for the rest of your life or you know have pain in your knees or hips and stuff like that but if it's done safely not necessarily so the other reason is the orthopedic community right if half of the orthopedic community is split and say some of them say no you shouldn't do it the other half are doing it and making a lot of money off of it they're they're there's going to divide usually in medical uh the medical industry the majority should agree with something in this case they don't for at least not yet and then the unknown, like I said, the other reason, those were my three points in the video. Um, but then mm-hmm. I do make a point with what you say is that the patient shouldn't feel, uh, you know, bad about doing this at all. It's their body. So, uh, yeah. So what was yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Also, like, you aren't, like, you know, permanently, cha- like, you're permanently changing your body, but it's not like you're going to have, like, plastic or something in your body. After mm-hmm. the nails are out, you're brand new. Like, that is your bone. That is your <laughs> Muscles. like it's not like you know something like uh where people put in like jaw implants chin implants and stuff where is there's just like a rigid plastic in your face this is just going to be your natural body after a year or two you just have to go through the pain mm-hmm. so true yeah josie yeah yeah i was kind of agreeing with Scott because there's something so amazing about lightning surgery is that the fact that even though you are breaking your bones after doing lengthening you're actually forming back real bones and those are mm-hmm. your bones. And that is just so awesome to me. You know what? That's one reason I fell in love with limb lengthening, right? Like I know, you know, I had a discrepancy and I'm, I talk primarily about stature. People are like, oh, you know, but like I fell in love with the procedure and what it can do for the patient, whether they're in physical pain, uh, they have these mental thoughts about their height, whatever it is. I love limb lengthening. It changed my life. And then, you know, I love orthopedics, advanced orthopedics, the musculoskeletal system. It branches out from there and eventually cyborg technology. But <laughs> but the point is, is that um, when you think about it, no matter what type of pain you have, if a procedure can correct that, you know, and you are suffering and constantly thinking about something and you want mental peace, physical peace, you know, who's to say you can't get it done. So very cool. Um, okay. So then, uh, yeah, going around, uh, so you said that. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, nail that, Um, I totally love what Sparrow said. I agree with him one hundred percent. There is a huge rabbit hole that you could go down with what he was talking about, um, and I, I'm sure Sparrow knows, you know, so much about it. Um, and you could go on for hours talking about kind of what he touched on there. There is like a huge stigma around it, 
And a big part of that, I believe, is because people see it as you cheating your genetics, like you're cheating people. Yeah. And and the thing is, you're not really cheating because this isn't a race, but at the same time, it kind of is because, you know, as, as humans, we're social creatures. I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, the idea of, well, just be confident and, you know, just be yourself just simply doesn't work because people will judge you. You know, people simply just don't like, you know, shorter people. You're going to get paid less. You're going to be treated with less respect. You're going to have less, you know, like dating prospects. You're going to just all around. Nobody likes especially short men. And people see that as you cheating your genetics. And it's kind of cheating in the sense that you're leveling up. But at the same time, it's not because you're not hurting anybody else. You're not cheating anybody else about out of anything else. But I think a lot of other people, they see it as, wow, he did this. And now they get jealous in a way. I mean, you know, you could compare it to people where, you know, they see their friends getting rich or they see their friends, you know, oh, look at me. I'm doing something prestigious. Like, hey, I'm going into medical school. You know, that's like a very, you know, that's a huge accomplishment. And people get jealous of that. And people will try to sabotage other people because of jealousy. And so I think a lot of it's rooted in jealousy. Um, And it's, it's. It's really kind of sad, and I'll try not to talk too much on it, but you know, I just wanted to say, Sparrow, I agree with you totally, man, and I, I know you probably have read a lot of the same things that I read about it, and I just totally agree with you, Sparrow. Yeah, man, uh, 100%. I love the point about jealousy as well. And it's also, it's not like you're doing something which isn't available to other people. It mm. is available to everyone, right? So everyone, If you care enough about it, you can do it. It's same as getting rich, right? If you want to really get rich, you can work hard and get rich. It's how much, how much you want it, right? So yeah. people are just going to be jealous because they aren't ready to put in the work and the, put in the pain, effort, money that you are willing to do. And so don't ever get affected by that, guys. Just, you know, be yourself. And if it's something that really things improves your quality of life, then do it. I love it. Uh, two things real quick. I got to say that you guys have you nailed my points and confirmed my video. So you make me feel really good <laughs> that I actually had those points in there. But two, I want to ask if I can kind of clip Nailed Legs segment and uh, Sparrow, your segment into the video. Um, yeah, 100%, cool? man. I'd be on Absolutely. Okay, cool. So you guys will actually be just this, this, the, the live streams, obviously there's no faces. So cool, cool. I can put that in there just to like confirm that it's coming from actual patients and not me, even though I had that in there. That's awesome. Very cool. Jersey, were you about to say something? I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause yeah, I was going to add something too, because I wouldn't look at it as cheating in life at all, because you have to do the downtime. You have to go through the recovery phase. You have to put the work into recover and then come back and try find your way to being yourself again. So mm-hmm. I could not consider that as being cheating yeah absolutely they don't know that you're putting in this i call it in the video i say uh a huge uh sorry financial physical and like pretty much mental investment you know emotional all all these different aspects and you're investing all this for yourself right you're like like nail lake says you're not hurting anybody you're not doing anything wrong and i or sparrow whoever said that so it's so true so true love that love that point um Cool. Uh, we had Elliman, DJ Cyborg on here. You guys want to say anything before we close out? DJ, you've been too quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Any questions for DJ? Let's wake up DJ. He's probably sleeping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, LM, anything? 
No? Okay, cool. All right, guys. Well, um, oh, somebody just pointed. Who is this person? Does it, did you guys see this guy in the Discord? Who is he? <laughs> I need to get in the Discord more and hop in there. But um, anyway, uh, seriously, this was a jam-packed show. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out shout out to JP bringing his content on here. Thank all of you guys on here. I don't even remember everybody that was on here, but Sparrow, DJ Cyborg, Nailed Legs, Josie, LM. I think Socrates dropped in for a second. Yeah, we had a lot of people. I'll go back and thank everybody. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, what do we have coming up? I don't know. Like, I, I know that um, we're still trying to wait and see if uh, Dr. Haley wants to come on and talk about the new weight-bearing nail implant, um, the new Precise Max. He, he, he mentioned that he might want to do that. Besides that, I'm just kind of doing live streams right now, uh, open mics until I can find a, an expert. I'm trying to get into the different topics of recovery, like the biomechanics expert. He hasn't been having a whole lot of time right now, so I'm trying to, like, figure out what he does. Uh, more patient content if you guys have any, like, you know, faceless videos or blurred face videos that you want me to show on the channel, I'd be happy to do that. Um, and I'm also going to do a call out to any patients out there that has had complications at clinics that I would say are inexperienced. If you want to kind of like have your voice heard, feel free to send me content or, you know, if you want to give me like quotes or, you know, written passage, I can, you know, voice it for you because we want this procedure to, you know, the stigma around the procedure to kind of dispel. So it's not having this, um, it has a healthy reputation. We want it to have a healthy reputation. So cool. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody uh, for coming on. This is episode 112 of Lemon Clean Live. Not sure what's going to happen next, but we'll figure it out. And uh, for all these amazing patients, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life signing out. See you guys next time. Peace.